Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wider, and I'm here, as always, with my good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. Excited for today's episode Shout out to all of you listeners. Thank you so much for your comments, your encouragement, your reviews. We just want to welcome all of the new listeners in specifically. If you're new to the Fasting for Life family and you are coming to fasting to lose weight, improve your quality of life, get control of your health, you are absolutely in the right place. And also a shout out to the OGs, the Fasting for Life fam. If you've been on this journey with us, uh, we're super appreciative of you as well coming here for some fasting insights and some fasting conversations. So, yes. Tommy, if they want to learn more about our stories, they can head back to the first couple of episodes. If you've listened to all the episodes, we are going to continue to pump these out once a week. We talk <laughs> about increasing that, but then the time and you know, the research, and we just haven't gotten there yet. But we yeah. promise that up until this point, we have not missed a week and we're going to continue to deliver <laughs> these episodes to you weekly. I know for me, sometimes I get lost in the Rolodex now, right? Yeah. Of episodes. And I'm like, that. wait, did yeah. we talk about this? Wait, wait, let me go search. I know we talked about this. Yeah, yeah we should talk about this. Yeah. We need to talk about this. So if there's any topics that we have not talked about, if you've binged the episodes and you've gone through them all and now you're going back and listening <laughs> to some again, as, as I have actually, yeah. uh, which is weird listening to us the sound of my own voice. But if there's anything out there that you guys want us to talk about, an article you come across or a conversation, please feel free to send us a message, info at thefastingforlife.com, info at thefastingforlife.com. And all right, Tommy, so today's conversation is not gonna be a research nerdy type convo. It is gonna be more (laughs) 30,000 foot. It is gonna be more around the concept of the fasting lifestyle and the concept of what we call fast cycling. So the two part Mm. equation, the left hand versus the right hand, the black versus the white, the opposites, the two things that you need to have a successful, (laughs) a yin yang, a a successful weight loss, health regain, diabetes reversal, fasting lifestyle, long-term sustainability, result-driven approach to weight loss and health. You need to have these two things together. You need to have your fasting and you need to have your feeding. I don't like using the term feasting, but right. feast and famine. It's right. It's an age old kind of yin and yang, right? Yep. You get yep. periods of feasts, periods of famine. And we want to cycle through these different fasting windows and making sure that we are not undermining the time when we are not consuming calories and insulin is low. And then we're yeah. not overdoing it during our feeding or feasting windows because then you're you're really undoing some of the work and the effort and energy that you put into the fasting. So these two yeah. things go hand in hand. So 30,000 foot view, we're going to unpack what fast cycling is, 
and just give you some things to think about in terms of health benefits, weight loss, et cetera, of why fasting, as we feel, fasting can be the solution for so many that have been struggling to lose the weight and get healthy. Yeah, even that idea that you just mentioned of cycling through can be one of those limiting thoughts, you know, for a lot of folks, especially if you've been on the diet, yo-yo diet roller coaster for a long time, it can be hard to imagine myself cycling through anything when I just feel like, ah, I just need to do more. I just need more fasting, right? I just need to move the needle faster. I feel like I've lost out on a lot of time or I'm not where I wanted to be for the year as far as my weight loss goals are yet. I just feel like I need to do more, but actually taking a look at it and going through a cyclical, more of a cyclical nature to it can actually have really good physiological and psychological reasons behind it, right? Yeah, we get the question like, okay, well, when do I fast? How long should I fast? What should I eat, right? Like yeah. all of those questions. How long should uh, my eating questions. Yeah. yeah, is it a window or is it a meal? How am I gonna get all my calories in? What about my macros? Like you can just, yeah. or do I have to eat keto? Do I have to insert, you know, low carb, high pro, whatever, yes, right? Yes. The cool thing about fasting is that it has so many other benefits and can adapt and be applied to however you envision your sustainable weight loss journey to be. And we've talked over and over on this podcast and very specific episodes and the very specific research articles about, you know, the 12% of people that are metabolically healthy and the 5% of people that actually sustain the weight loss, right? For Mm. more than two years, which is like, you know, the metric, it's like 5% of people. 95% 95% of people fail, 5% of people succeed on keeping the weight off. If that's the whole goal, why are we even trying? Like, holy yeah. moly, after so many failed attempts for so many of us, yeah. and I say us because that was us, our journey yeah. as well, Tommy. For sure. It's kind of like, well, is this gonna work? But fasting, I mean, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, fasting has so many additional benefits. And I just wanna list some out here and then we'll get into some more of the nuance of the conversation. You know, stimulating fat burning, improving energy levels, reducing inflammation, giving the digestive system a break, stimulating cellular autophagy or that regenerative process, improving genetic repair mechanisms, stem cell stimulation, especially uh, in the gut at 24 hours, brain-derived nootropic factor, which is that euphoric lifting of the brain fog, increasing or improving insulin sensitivity, which is what we want insulin to do. We want it to be more effective at processing the energy and the sugar and the glucose in our body, reducing the risk of chronic disease, improving your relationship with food, dare I say, right? There's fasting and feeding, right? They go hand in hand, enhancing your mental health. There's just so many things with fasting, additional benefits, right? But if you can't seem to get the cyclic nature or the rhythm of fasting, it kind of almost could feel like you're doing that whole start stop thing. Oh man, that, that gets super frustrating. And you know, like some of the the weight gain problems that we have, and then the blood work imbalance and all of these, you know, comorbidities that we're faced with as a nation and as a world now are stemming from the fact that we have so many feeding opportunities that then become feasting opportunities, right? It just be if snack it becomes, monster, the convenience right. monster. We can literally yeah, get food shipped to our door. Any time of the Within day now. minutes, minutes. Like before you at least had to make the decision to put on the sweatpants, put on the right. slippers, <laughs> right? Late night snack attack, yeah. go to the, the gas station, the convenience store and actually yeah. make the purchase. Now it's like, right. oh, I want a snack attack. Beep, beep, boop, boop. Oh, here yep. we go. Done. Yeah. Ding. It's arrived. It's crazy. It's crazy. How convenient it can be. But the important thing. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
non-satiating, calorically dense, yeah. ultra processed, which we yep. know leads to weight loss issues and hormone imbalances and cravings and all those right. different types of things. But the feasting or feeding portion of fasting is just as important yeah. as the fasting portion. We need to be stimulating the opposite pathways. We need to be stimulating the mTOR pathway and the insulin pathways to be able to produce energy on a regular basis for mm. our bodies and not just being in a an 800 to a 1,000 calorie deficit yeah. for 20 years that's going to tank yep. our thyroid and our sex hormone balance and our yep. hormones and our energy and and all of these different types of things. There needs to be that balance where we have the ability for our body to get nutrient-dense foods, to get fed, to grow, yeah. rebuild, and reproduce the healthy cells that we need. So it's that balance or that cycling that we talk about that's really important. Yeah, you know, and like years and years of dieting like that and calorie restricting and calorie counting, I remember being almost like hesitant, almost afraid to like put more food on my plate, you know, because you get used to the smaller portion sizes over such a long period of time. And it's like, no, 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 I know that has another two or 300 calories in it. I right? used to call them smeals, like Sme snack <laughs> meals. There were smeals. There were small meals, smeals. Smeals, like, I've never smeals. Heard that. They were small That's little, funny. like snacky meals, smeals. Like this isn't a meal. Like I'm just going to have just enough food to satiate me for a little bit. And then I'm going to have to like be yep. ravenous again in a couple hours. And I'm going to need yeah. a protein bar or another chicken breast yeah. or another thing yeah. of chicken and broccoli. Like, no, <laughs> like the smeals just don't cut it. Four, 400 calorie smeal. Yeah. Good luck. No, yeah. when you're 260 pounds and you got 170 right. pounds of lean muscle. Yeah, that is no, even if it Good was twenty eight hundred calories a day, which at one point I was on with the macros yeah. zooming out here, you don't have to do that. We're going to give you some things here on yeah. the cyclic That's nature of it. Like it's still like, OK, maybe it's not a smeal, but it's, yeah. you know, twenty eight hundred break it down into five hundred calorie, you know, eating opportunities yeah. like those are little five snacks. or six of them. Yeah, you got five or six of them. But here's yeah. the other thing. Those were spiking your insulin every yes. single yep. time you did yep. it all throughout the day, three, four, five, six times a day. However you slice it up, the insulin was spiking every single time. Regardless of the calorie restriction, it wasn't going to be effective at moving the needle. So we have to understand that there needs to be boundaries between when we're fasting and when we're actually feeding or eating. If you use that term feasting, you probably want to just drop that out of your vocabulary, especially if you're on a weight loss or fat loss journey here, because it doesn't induce good visual representations in our mind when we think about that. Like, I don't need yeah. to be feasting. I already feasted. What I need to be doing is eating to satiety nutritiously, and then I need to be setting my fasting timer, right? I need to be doing this. Yeah, and that's one of those things where it's like, what do exactly what I do? Well, we cycle between hours, you know, intermittent windows of 16 hours of fasting all the way up to 48, sometimes 72 hours of fasting, Sure. right? If yeah. you've got a lot of weight to lose and you're metabolically imbalanced and you've got blood sugar related conditions or blood panels that are off, like you're going to need to be doing some, some shorter to moderate extended fast. And we're yeah. not talking multi-day, multi-week things here, right? Like sure. two, two and a half, maybe three day fasts, you're going to be needing to be doing them a little bit more frequently. But if you are on the weight loss journey, 20 to 30 pounds to lose, people say, well, what do I do? Well, there's a ton of different strategies out there. There's ADF, there's sure. modified ADF, there's fast yeah. mimicking, there's the 511 strategy, there's the warrior fast, the one meal a day is the team ads. Okay, now listen, you're yeah. gonna have to try some of this stuff out because the benefit here is 
is that when you intermittent fast, when you eat sufficient calories during your nutrition, we like to call it a nutritional eating window, yeah. right? That yeah. is going to improve hormone sensitivity. It's gonna support your thyroid. It's gonna improve your insulin's effectiveness. It's gonna support your yeah. adrenal glands. It's gonna improve your sex hormone balance. So all of your testosterone, estrogens, all of your hormones, you're going to need to kind of play around with those windows and how frequently you're gonna do the one meal a days and maybe a two or three day fast a couple times a month to see how your body responds. The good news is, is that fasting is tried and true and it immediately puts you in a caloric deficit, drops your insulin and allows mm -hmm. you to tap into those fat burning stores more quickly than it would on a low calorie or a low and slow eat less, move more type approach. What about if you grew up like, in the 70s, 80s, 90s, and you remember all of the low fat craze too. Right. You put like calorie restriction in with fat restriction too. You just talked about balancing out your sex hormones, but like those two things together wreak havoc versus the balance that we can induce back whenever we're, you know, having deliberate lines between our feasting, our fasting, and our eating. And we're bringing in those nutrient dense foods when we are eating. And I think just having clear lines in the sand between, you know, like if you're fasting, you're fasting, draw the line there, make the decision so yes. that the insulin can actually come down. Right. And stop looking for all the, the hacks and the things that I can put in. How can I be fasting, but I'm not really fasting. You know, like most of those things are just slowing down the process, frustrating, and then like throwing a wrench in the whole operation, really. Hey, y'all, I wanted to take a second and tell you just an incredible story about an amazing company that we've come across recently. Um, and now they are a sponsor of our show. It's airdoctorpro.com. You can head to the website, use a promo code uh, fasting for life to receive up to $300 off. But most importantly, uh, my little guy, my two-year-old has not slept consistently through the night uh, since he was born. We have tried everything you can imagine. He is our third child. And we're just like, what is happening? So we have gone to great lengths, time, money, and effort to figure out um, how we can help him sleep. And uh, the reality is uh, we were pretty much just resigned to the fact that this is how it's going to be until we put the Air Doctor Pro in his room. And I am not joking when I tell you the first night that we put it in his room, he slept through the night. The second night, slept through the night. Now we're up to 35 plus days that he has slept through the night. He has only woken up two times, rather than two, three times a night, two times in the last 35 days and counting. And we are just so incredibly grateful. The reality is uh, we had a feeling that it was something that we were missing. And the indoor air, air that we breathe is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air these days. In some cases, up to 100 times more. We spend 90% of our time indoors and we take 20,000 breaths a day. So what's the solution? an air purifier, a cut above the rest. I'm not going to lie. We have tried others. We've tried other HEPA filters. We've tried other air filters. We have spent the money and they have not done the results that Air Doctor did in literally the first day that we put it in his room. They filter out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants. That includes pollutants such as allergens, pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold spores, and even bacteria and viruses. So I don't know what it was that was keeping them up, but it is now gone. So Air Doctor comes with a 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off air purifiers. An exclusive listener 
um, offer for you as well. You'll receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. That's exclusive to you, the podcast listener, now hearing this in real time. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code fasting for life. You guys know that we are very particular with who we partner with. And if it wasn't for this incredible company and this, the incredible results that we've seen, I would not be encouraging you to head to the website and take advantage of the fasting for life promo code. So if you support our sponsors, you are ultimately supporting us. We are grateful for you listening in and now back to today's episode. Rather than doing a 24-hour fast and having a bunch of little 50 to 100 calorie, you know, mess ups yeah. here and there, right? The grazer, yeah. the gratuitous grazing, right? Oh, yeah. Instead of doing that and struggling, how about back down your fasting timer to a time that you know you can consistently hit until you Ooh. get it down? So if it's 16 hours before the hangry, the headache, the fatigue, the whatever hits, yeah. then you do that for a while until your body balances. The cool thing about fasting, though compared to the prolonged calorie restriction, right? Because you yeah. alluded to this as well. We want to increase, not just decrease the insulin load or the amount of insulin that's required to process the food, but we want to increase the sensitivity side, right? Yeah. So that comes back to insulin's relationship to your thyroid and how it's going to help convert inactive, one of your thyroid hormones into an active thyroid hormone and eventually help balance the thyroid yeah. and not just deplete nice. it to a place where now you're needing to think about medications. And then once you get on the medication, yeah. there's not very times that I hear from the thousands of consults in private practice over the years of uh, men and women coming back and saying, yeah, once I get on that thyroid medication, I was able to lose the weight. Right. It's like, well, how long do I got to be on this? Well, until you lose the weight. Well, you just made it more difficult. So yeah. the thyroid in itself is powerful that when you're using this feast, this fast feeding type cyclical nature, you're going to help balance out those things, increase the effectiveness and the conversion of your thyroid hormones into an active thyroid from T4 to T3, yeah. which then is going to stimulate cellular metabolism and increase your metabolism and increase your body's awesome. ability to yeah. burn and actually lose weight. So it's, it's counterintuitive because you think it's like, yeah. oh, well, am I going to be damaging this mythical metabolism? No, you're actually as long as you are consuming good, for the most part, not 100% perfection, 80% of the time, you're making good quality food choices and you're getting yeah. enough, you're feeling satiated, you're yeah. getting your protein in, you're getting good sources of fat and you're limiting low to moderate carbohydrate, you're going to see the results. You're gonna feel it first and yeah. then see it. Yeah, what about when you first jump onto the fasting train? Like think back, like, okay, I've been slowly or maybe quickly gaining weight for the last few weeks, or, you know, maybe this has been going on for years or decades. And then all of a sudden, like I'm putting in some deliberate fasting, but I haven't fixed my relationship with food, or I haven't figured out how to make better food choices. That can be a real kind of frustrating back and forth too, that I feel like if you don't use good, clean boundaries for fasting, even if it's with quote unquote, like shorter fasts that can make for a real frustrating time because you try to do long fast and break it with like highly indulgent processed foods, it's going to make it harder, right? Like to consistently show up and keep going with these cyclical natures of these fasts, right? And this is where we hear a lot of uh, sometimes you're like, oh, I just can't close my window. Okay, well, yeah, hydration, 
hugely important. Protein yeah. content, hugely important. Fat content, yeah. hugely important. Stress, sleep, hugely important. We don't want to put more stress on our adrenals and lead to the adrenal fatigue syndrome and higher yeah. levels of cortisol, which mimics insulin resistance. So does stress and mm. so does sleep, right? Yep. We want to be moving in the opposite direction towards balance, right? And all of those other benefits that we mentioned starting off. So yeah. if you're in your air quotes, feasting window, right? You're feeding <laughs> nutrition window. Yeah. You don't have to overanalyze it and hyperanalyze it into like specific, you know, like I'm going to weigh this and I'm going to do this. And that's just not sustainable or the results don't follow in most people's experiences with it, especially if you have weight loss resistance or insulin resistance or metabolic things like diabetes or blood sugar related issues. So really just to keep it simple is just make intentional choices to eat more protein, get good quality, nutrient dense foods, vegetables, things that grow from the ground rather than the processed yeah. refined stuff. And then be mindful of your sugar that you're drinking that's in the sauces and that's in your carbohydrate yeah. intake and really those just making right there. Yeah, those few changes and being intentional, continually cycling through those fasting windows of 16 to 18 hours all the way up to 30, 36, 48 periodically. Um, yeah. You should be able to see, or like I said earlier, feel the changes first, and then you'll start to see them as well. Yeah. And I think as you start to feel a little bit better, then it becomes, like you said earlier, it becomes more motivating to set your next fasting timer, to rinse and repeat, right? To do it again so that you can continue to see the, the needle moving over time. Like if we just had to rat-a-tat-tat -tat a few things to get fast cycling, right, into your day-to-day -day life, right? If you want to start mm -hmm. practicing the cyclic nature, because this is what we teach inside the groups and in coaching and everything is this repetitive change, like this weekly schedule. There's a fasting schedule. If you hit 80% of your targets, you're going to have some good feeding time, some good fasting time. You know, the, for, specifically for fat loss, you're going to be able to tap into the ketone production and becoming a fat burner versus a sugar burner. Certain things would be like move more towards the keto type lifestyle. So decrease your carbs, increase your protein yeah. and fat mm -hmm. and avoid the snacks like we talked about. Right. Yeah. Develop your fasting muscle, just like your discipline, your willpower muscle or your watt power muscle. Right. That we talked about in the willpower yes. versus discipline episode, like fasting is a muscle. Get used to it. Make sure you're hitting the times you can. And if you're binging through your window or feasting too much, then you got to make some changes. And typically then I would go to hydration, maybe start walking. We just did an episode on the incredible effects yeah. of walking, stress and sleep, giving your digestive tract a break. So making some better food choices when you do break your fast and then making yeah. sure that you are getting satiating foods that you enjoy because that's going to make the process that much more fun. We don't want to die it. Diet. Nobody wants to diet. 50% of the population to 60% of the population at any given time is trying to lose weight. Very yeah. unsuccessfully if you look at the statistics long-term wise. So some things to think about. Yeah, we'd rather live life with style, right? Think about your lifestyle rather than your diet. So I think that these are like really, really cool, actionable things. You mentioned hydration a couple of times there. That's a big one because a lot of times if we're not living a fasting lifestyle, we're not used to it yet. We may not be used to getting proper hydration because we're just kind of winging it. When I, love, hold on. I love when we get the question, Hey, can I count my coffee or my tea yeah, yeah. <laughs> as water? And I was like, well, you can. Yes. Right. But 
You shouldn't. Like, just How afraid get, of water are you? Just get 75 <laughs> to 90 ounces of water and make sure yeah. you're adding sea salt and Himalayan salt. Like, just do it. Yeah. But my dad, oh, I can't drink water. Well, not with that attitude, you can't. Right. <laughs> but you are 70 to 75% water. It's kind of yeah. important. I'm not saying right. you have to drink two gallons a day, yeah. but can we at least hit like more than a bottle? Can we just start? Just simply increasing your hydration will help you lose weight. Yeah, because here's the thing, like our foods that we're bringing in, they have water, they have moisture, they have, you know. Watermelon, just that right. dad joke. Yeah. Man, third child, I don't know what it is, but the dad jokes are just- Dad jokes just nonstop. Oh, it's so huh? terrible. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I haven't slept, okay? I just can't leave turn me off. alone. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what my one was earlier in this episode, but I was like, I can't believe it. Just oh man. Apologies, wow. everybody. Yeah. Carry on, sir. Carry on. Put an apology in the show notes. Like just bringing in the proper, excuse me, the proper hydration is such an important piece of the puzzle. Right. It's different versus when we're bringing in food all throughout the day, but it literally can be one of those things that can hold us back and can make it more uncomfortable and can keep us from enjoying the process too. you know, almost discourage us from these kind of fast cycles. If you're starting these fast cyclings and using different varied windows, then you definitely need to focus on your hydration and your electrolytes. It's going yeah. to make the transition a lot smoother. It, we call it an optimizer. It's a simple thing you can do. The other thing that we hear sometimes is in the eating window, like I've been doing fasting and now I went to have this meal and I'm really not that hungry. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's showing that your body is changing. Okay. So give it some time. Don't force the food in your eating window, eat till you're satiated and let your body start balancing out those hunger cues and hunger hormones. Yeah. The other one thing I'll say is, you know, signs of potentially overeating during your window. So if we're under fasting and over consuming or over fasting and under consuming, it's not the right balance. So some signs of overeating could be bloating, some indigestion, mm -hmm. some nausea after yeah. meals or like a significant post-lunch nap attack, like oh, yeah. significant fatigue after meals, mental fatigue or brain fog after meals. And then obviously, if the scale is ticking upwards, sure. then you're over-consuming. And yeah. I will say this for women, don't expect the scale, as you know, to go up pre-menses, pre-cycle, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. the week leading up to it, your cravings are going to be a little bit stronger. You're going to need some more you know, healthy carbohydrates, but just know that if you stick with it and you compare the start of one cycle this month to the start of a cycle next month, yeah, you should see some changes between those numbers and between those starting points and those ending points. So just big picture stuff in terms of the overeating side of it, but also like this cyclical kind of concept of how we want to start looking at this long term. Yeah, that's a great point because I, I think this whole conversation around the different phases to the cycles that are going to be effective and like how to implement fasting and and how this can lead to actual meaningful lifestyle changes versus just feeling like I'm on a diet, I'm on or off. It works a little bit sometimes, maybe if I do everything right, but it's still a diet, you know? When we go into it with a couple of key things in mind, like we've discussed on today's episode, what we're able to do is see how that it's not going to be perfect. There's no straight, smooth line to success or to a finish line, quote unquote, but this is a lifestyle. So there is no finish line. It's a matter of finding the ways to adapt it that work for you. And so knowing that it's not going to be a smooth line gives you some resilience in the process so that even when things aren't going just quite as planned, 
you know that you're on the right track, you know you can tweak a few things, and then you can keep going and find the ways to tweak those things and make it work for you. The last thing I want to mention, Tommy, as we kind of continue to like unpack the big picture here yeah. of fast cycling and the cyclical nature is possible signs of undereating. So we talked about the overeating, but if you're under consuming, you might just have like hunger and cravings just a few hours after you eat, or yeah. they're just kind of ongoing. Like you don't typically wake up hungry and all of a sudden now you're hungry every morning yeah. or your weight drops dramatically quickly and like the cravings are just like crazy. Or maybe you get tired a few hours after, right? Fatigue and brain fog a few hours after you eat. Uh, so okay. not like right after, right? Like you're over consuming, but it's the opposite. It's a few hours after, right? Oh, okay. That's a yeah. sign that you might be under consuming. And then when you eat, you immediately get like a big burst of energy. Like that's showing that there's an imbalance there as well. Yeah. So some things you can do is just make sure, like we said, make sure you're making nutrient dense, healthy choices. Not all the time. Enjoy some foods too, right? We're not sure. omissionary, restrictionary, long-term <laughs> success people. Like we can't preach long-term restriction and omission yeah. for sustainability for most, right? Pay attention to your portion sizes. Listen to your body's cues. Try not to eat in front of the TV, right? Eat mindfully mm. and make sure that it's like, you know, if you're eating with the family and you've chosen your one meal a day to be that meal, be intentional, sit down. Unlike what I do is buzz around the kitchen and eat standing up, right, sit yeah. down and like, <laughs> make sure you're intentional with that meal. And then obviously we always love tracking. So start to journal some of these things that we talked about and how you feel during the process. Yeah. And it should give you some really good insight in just a couple of weeks on kind of how your body's responding to fasting. Yeah, that reflection portion. You can almost substitute that for like the old calorie and macro tracking everything. If you're used to doing that and you feel like you need to track something, track how you're actually responding to your fast and then to how you break your fast and how you feel afterwards because that's really going to give you some levels of insight for how to tweak and how to kind of optimize it going forward. And I, I think that that's really good advice right there. As we wrap up today's episode, Tommy, is that one of the things that we've noticed is missing on this weight loss and fasting journey is support and to get your questions answered in real time. Yeah. When we started this podcast, it was like you were helping me. You had your coaches. You yeah. were reading Dr. Fung stuff. We started digesting some of the research. We started putting it in, getting results and helping other people because they kept asking us. Yeah. And it's been an incredible journey. But we also realized that there was a gap. So we created the Fasting for Life community on Facebook. You guys can come to the group. It's a free community group. All you got to do is click the link in the show notes. Come on in. And this week that this podcast episode drops, we're going to be talking about different fasting windows. Come get your questions answered. Share your favorite fasting schedule or your favorite thing that you've realized. Or maybe you had an aha of like, wow, whoa, okay, if I am having all these cravings, maybe I am under eating. Or maybe yeah. I am over fasting, but come into the group, come join us on this journey, get your questions answered in real time. And I'm really excited about this week's topic, even though it's a little bit more abstract in terms of figuring out what's going to work for you. These are like the key players and the key things you should be thinking about when you're building your ideal weight loss and your ideal sustainable weight loss and health journey or plan, so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like when you first get started, especially there's so many questions and frustration points and, you know, just kind of unknowns, you know, it can feel so different from what you've done in the past. And I feel like as the confidence increases, 
then so does the sustainability with it. And I, I feel like that's really the key there. So not giving up before you've gone far enough to kind of figure some of this stuff out is right. really crucial part of the process. Right. Yeah. right, right, absolutely. Regardless, if you're new on your fasting journey, if you're an OG, you've been with us since the beginning or you've been listening for a while, uh, yeah. we wanna support you in the best way that we can. Come to the group, get your questions answered, join the community and continue this fasting lifestyle and this fasting journey with us, Tommy. I'm super pumped about this week's topic and this week's episode. I appreciate yeah, the conversation. Too. As always, if you want more information about who we are and what we do, check out the first couple of episodes. You can head to our website, www.thefastingforlife.com, thefastingforlife.com. Uh, Tommy, as always, man, thanks so much, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.